Not Just Football with Cam Hayward is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. What's up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Not Just Football with Cam Hayward, presented by Caesar Sportsbook and the Omaha Audio Network. I, of course, am your host, number 97, Cam Hayward. And with me, as always, my producer and longtime friend, Hayden Walsh. What is on tap today, brother? Hey, man. Good to see you. Happy to be here. Uh, obviously, we're going to cover this week's big game against the Jets. Uh, right. Just discuss some changes that the Pro Bowl made. I'm really interested to hear what you got to say about that. <laughs> um, but first, I want to discuss your shirt. Uh, you've got a really big week with the charity going on this week. Please fill us in and let the people know if they can help in any way. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, it's not like I need the help. Uh, Cam's kindness is more about just me giving back. Um, you know, I think uh, I've had a lot of help along the ways. Um, you know, been able to partner with a lot of great people and a lot of, um, whether it's my teammates, whether it's companies, uh, we found some really cool ways to give back. Um, you know, so far in Cam's kindness, we've done some amazing stuff. Um, you know, I think Monday we kicked it off. Oh man, I'm blank. Wait, hold on. Let me think. I got to pull up. Hold on. Let's, let's start that all over. Cause I just, I just need to pull this up to make sure I have it all right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll pick that back up. Let me see where. Yeah, we've had a unbelievable week uh, through Cam's kindness, and we've got to do some really amazing, cool things uh, with some great teammates, some great partners. Um, to kick things off on Monday, uh, I was joined by TJ Watt. We went up to Children's Hospital. Um, and through the pandemic, uh, this is me just learning this, but um, they weren't allowed to have guests. Uh, the patients were. And they weren't even allowed to have their siblings come. Um, but before the pandemic started, they were able to create this studio. Um, and so we got the, a chance to go in the studio and play a, a game of what's in the box. Me and TJ Watt are competing against each other. Uh, we got to stick our hands in the box. It was like, you know, I think they had a trolley car. It was everything related to Pittsburgh, uh, a train, a bridge, uh, Heinz 50, 57 ketchup. Uh, or Heinz ketchup. Why did I say Heinz 57? Um, they even did a pickle, and I was like, ah, I don't feel like touching this right now. But uh, that kicked off Monday. Tuesday, um, I got to go out to a church, and um, one of our partners donated a new little library outside uh, the church where kids got to come that were in the early child care program um, and paint it. Uh, and now through this little library, you can put books in, you can take books out. Uh, and then on that same day, we rushed over to a high school, um, Obama, uh, high school. And, um, we opened up a Craig's closet where we donate, um, we get to donate suits, uh, for young men. So they have them for job interviews, college interviews, prom, uh, homecoming, uh, whatever a suit requires, we wanted to provide that. And we got to open up a new location inside their school. Uh, today, um, I got to do, um, I got to donate some toys, uh, to this place called angels place where they provide childcare for, um, childcare for, um, 
parents, single parents that are working and going to school. And so they don't have to pay for uh, this, this fee, but they get to just have someone watch their children as they go to school and go to work. So um, that's just kicking off the week. Uh, we got more planned. Um, I like to think for me personally that I'm getting all the kindness out this week. So when it gets to Sunday, I have no kindness left. And so, you know, I think it's a great way to, uh, you know, celebrate all the, the cool people and the great uh, people living in our community. Uh, give them a chance so I can help out. Um, tomorrow I got um, – I get the partner. I get to go out with some of my teammates uh, and do some community service and cleanup. Uh, and so, you know, it's it's just a blast being able to, you know, even though we've lost these last two weeks, this has helped put it in perspective. Yeah, man, it's really awesome work. And <clears throat> I love the work you've been doing with Craig's Closet. Obviously, you've been doing that for a while. What motivates you, man, to keep doing this? <clears throat> you know, you've been a, a nominee of the Walter Payton Man of the Year a couple times, and you stay motivated mm -hmm. to keep giving back. What What is it in you that wants to give back so much? Uh, I think one is my parents. Um, you know, they, they, they raised me to understand that I'm, I, I'm in a blessed situation. Um, and I have a chance to, to give back. Uh, the other thing is I want to set an example for my kids and I want to make sure I want to, I take care of my community as they've taken care of me. Um, hopefully down the road one day, um, when, you know, my kids need help or anything, they're able to have someone, you know, help them out or, you know, they're able to help out another. Um, you know, I have three little ones and I, I, I feel very um, empty if I didn't teach them that and I didn't, didn't teach them to care about their neighbors. Uh, you know, I, I have a great job. Um, I have a great family. Um, not everybody gets that. And, you know, just because you don't get it doesn't mean you shouldn't have a great life. No, and I agree, man. It's it's a great job you've been doing. You've always done a great job. One thing I do got to ask, though, how come I didn't get sent a Cam's Kindness shirt? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you got your logo on the side of it. I need one, man. I need one for next show. You like that logo? I didn't think I was going to like the logo, <laughs> honestly. Um, I don't know who made the jerseys. It, it looks honestly. good. My mom, she was passing them out to me, and she was like, you got to wear this. And I was like, I love this shirt. And so it kind of worked out great. But, um, you know, send me your size. What are you, a uh, three or four X now? Or Oh, come on, man. Listen, <laughs> hey, listen, come on. I'm, I'm staying toy. Come on. You got to come I'm back home kidding, and see I'm me or something, kidding. man. Come on now. I'm kidding. You're, you're, <laughs> I'll get you like a large or an extra large. But uh, I've sent you plenty of stuff over the years that's like, you know, way too big. That's that feels like an offensive lineman yeah. or it's like Casey Hampton's like uh sweatshirt or something. So <laughs> yeah, the four XL shorts still don't fit. They still don't fit. And I, I wear them around the house, but they still don't fit. But I will say I saw Tomlin rocking it. I thought that was really cool. And it yes. really made me want one, man. It is a cool shirt. I can't lie. I don't know who designed it. I don't think it was you, but it's a cool shirt. It's not me. Um, I will not take credit for that. Um, yeah, I appreciate coach Tomlin doing that. Um, you know, it, it's nice to see, uh, you know, when your leadership, uh, wants to, you know, you know, pay homage or, you know, uh, show awareness for what I'm doing. Um, but, uh, you know, the job's not done just cause we got Cam's kindness doesn't mean there can't be a Hayden's kindness or a Danny <laughs> or a Natalie's kindness. Uh, everybody can have their kindness, uh, and, sh and display it. So, you know, 
I can't wait to see what Hayden's kindness week looks like. I'm I'm excited to one day hash that out. Maybe we can do that together. Um, <laughs> let's uh let's get let's get started on last week's game a little bit. There was a clip going around of George right. Pickens a little frustrated after a play with uh, Mitchell missing him on a, on a pass. Um, I, I really want to get your opinion, and I'm not sure if you saw it. What did you see on that play? What do you see when a guy gets a little frustrated uh, and shows it on film? Oh, George. Oh, George. Um, you know, I think that's how every Steeler fan and player felt after the game, right? Um, you know, it's like, man, we just really did not seize this opportunity. Um, and, you know, the youngness in George comes out, and you're like, you see him, you're like, man, sometimes you just got to – you got you can't show all the emotion out there, um, you know. And um, it happens with receivers if you miss a pass or something. But uh, we grow from it. Uh, you can't live in a vacuum. You can't just think about the bad plays. Bad plays and good plays come. And, you know, it's good to get this frustration out. And hopefully we can, you know, switch it around. Um, when you watch the film, you got to be very um, accountable for your actions and what you have done. What could I have done better? Um, could I have done something better before that play? Then that makes me more enticing on that play. So on the next play, um, you know, I can't speak for a receiver always. Uh, but, you know, every receiver thinks they're open. And sometimes it just doesn't work out that way, um, you know. I've played with a lot of great receivers, and if you talk to any receiver, they are always open. Uh, I can recall A.B. being in triple coverage. Man, just throw me the ball. Like, and that's what happens. But uh, I love him. I, I love George. I love the way he plays. Um, we just got to turn those into W's, and we got to turn those into catches. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Mitch and George have already talked about it. Um, you know, I, I love how Steeler fans like bring like these plays to us when it's like, you don't think we're looking at this right after the game. You don't think like when I get off the plane, I'm waiting for this to download to make sure I can look at, I can get eyes on it and I can make sure I can correct it right then and there. Um, you know, we're, we're creatures of habit and we want to succeed. It doesn't happen that way. And we have to improve but that's not the first time we saw it. Like just cause it got on social media doesn't mean it's the first time. Like I, I had seen it plenty of times. Yeah. And I think George kind of to your point was, I think he even said like last week or something, like I'm open 99% of the time, which is just kind of hitting your point. Like they always think they're open. Um, and I'm glad you mentioned the Steeler fans. Every Steeler fan has this opinion that the locker room is in shambles and that everyone's mad and they don't want Mitch to be the quarterback. Can you confirm or deny and at least put the, the rumors to rest? How is the locker room doing and where they stand with Mitch and the Kenny debacle? Man, we're just ticked that we lost. We lost two in a row. Um, you know, I don't think we need to put all the pressure on the quarterback. Um, we were winning at half. In my book, when you're winning at half, you've scored enough points. I know that's a lot to ask in a, on a Thursday night game. You might think otherwise. But, you know, the quarterback put us in a position to win. What are we talking about? Like, um, we knew there were going to be hurdles with our offense. And I think they've gotten better and better. Like our offensive line is playing very good and I will give them credit. Um, and you know, I just think there has to be growing pains for every quarterback. 
whoever was out going to be out there, there's going to be growing pains. And I think Mitch has done an admirable job. Defensively, I think we got to pick it up. I put this, I, I like wearing that and saying that defense, we got to be better. We have to make sure we stop the run better. We have to make sure we tackle. We can't give up big plays. Um, as a defense, we we dropped the ball. And, you know, that's the end of the story. Um, the loss is there. And if you can't, if you can't look and see that the defense didn't do their job, you're not looking at the right stuff. What did you see in the film uh, on on film on the from the defense? Uh, man, Coach T always calls it popcorn. You know, it's one thing here, one thing there, another thing here. Um, it just felt like it it was never in unison. Um, you know, one one time we're getting pressure, the next time we're not, or if we get pressure, uh, we're you know, not having good coverage in the back end. It wasn't like we were working in unison. When you do that uh, on top of not tackling, you're setting yourself up for failure. Um, you know, I, I think Nick Chubb and Kareem Hump are great backs, but we can't make them even better backs because of that. And I thought we did that. Um, we didn't get off blocks well. Um, our communication was poor. And I own that. I, I'm not running from that. Like, the best way for me to get over that is to get a win on Sunday, and that's the only way I can look at it. Yeah, do you think the defense is still adjusting to not having Watt on the field? You know, I, th- I think it's that. Um, some of it I feel like uh, we're trying to do too much around that. And, you know, we can sit up here and say we got to plug in so many different guys to do what TJ Watt does. You can't do that. TJ is a special player. Like TJ is the defensive player of the year. Props for that and kudos for that. Let's stop making it seem like we have to be that. Like we just have to play our brand of football, be good at what we do. And when we fall short, change that and be better next time. Um, you know, there, there's a multitude of guys that have to step up, but I look forward to me, me being one of them. Yeah, and I think Watt's really hard to replace. I think he's got a crazy stat, like 73 sacks in 77 games. So it's really hard to replace him with just one guy. Um, how is he doing injury-wise, and do you have any good news to report? I am not the IR report. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't tell you how TJ's doing. Um, I can tell you he's very um, – he's itching for football. Um, this dude, um, you know – he, he acts like it's his baby. Like he's just like, I wish I could be out there. I wish I could be out there. And you know, the patience will come. And when he gets back, he'll be ready to go. But man, I can't, I can't give you more, any more than that. That dude is on the IR report and we're, we're trying, we're trying to make sure the ship stays afloat when he gets back. All right. Cam Schefter, not going to give us the news. That's fine. I appreciate it. Let's, uh, let's move on. Let's, 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 let's put the loss in the back room, in the back, in the rear view. Give me a preview on the jets news today. Zach Wilson has been cleared and is expected to start. How does that change the preparation from him to Flacco? Uh, one's young, one's old. (laughs) You know, I think Flacco, Flacco is, uh, you know, we, we, we could talk about the age and I'm just kidding, but for the most part, when you look at Flacco, um, he he threw the ball like 50-something times versus the Browns, and that was a ton. Um, you know, I know they lost to Cincy this past week, 
but uh, their off their offense they they've got some really good pieces. Um, you got a guy like Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. Woo, he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you bring in a, a guy like uh, CJ Uzma, uh, who got hurt in the playoffs, but I thought he was a reason why they won a lot of games uh, in Cincy. Um, got some really good guards in Lakin Tomlinson and um, Elijah Vera Tucker. Uh, and then they got a two-headed monster in the run game. Uh, you got Brees Hall and you got Michael Carter. Uh, you combine all that on offense, um, you know, whatever quarterback plays is in a good situation. Uh, Zach Wilson, man, he's got a young arm and can throw all over the place and is pretty mobile. Um, you know, we got to keep this guy in the pocket. We got to get good pressure. Um, we got to have good assignment football. Uh, they got a good gadget guy in Berrios. Um, you know, they've got some really good pieces on that side of the ball. On defense, you know, there's a kid over there, Quentin Williams, who I'm very impressed with, who I think does an amazing job of rushing the passer. Um, he's going to be the guy down the road that, you know, is, is going to take the lead by storm. I th- I love the way he plays with his hands, get off blocks. Um, you got C.J. Mo- Mosley in the middle, um, always lining up. A Baltimore Raven guy that – uh, can blitz when he wants to, um, can drop in coverage and cover tight ends. On the on the outside, you got uh, DJ Reed and um, and Sauce Gardner. Uh, Sauce Gardner, that dude plays with a swagger, and you can tell that he's just getting more and more comfortable. Um, and the and then in the back end, you got um, Jordan Whitehead, and I think he does an amazing job for them, really keeping a, a lid on a lot of things. So. You know, I'm looking forward to this game. Um, you can tell I've gotten the game report and, you know, I've been studying a little bit. Uh, but this is the most important game right now. It's week four. Um, trying to get a, a sick taste out of our mouth. And, you know, Jets got to we got to go play them. Yeah, I'm curious with Wilson, since he hasn't played this year with this unit, how far back do you go in watching film on him or do you watch any film on him because it is a different offense? It's a different offense, man. Um, you know, you, you look a little bit back uh, last year, and then you try to take what they have this year because they have a different offensive line. Um, they've got some injuries at their tackles positions, uh, and that's one thing to watch when you're going up against a guy like Alex Highsmith, who's leading the lead in sacks. I'm going to have to get him on the podcast. He's been balling out right now. Um, but, you know, they've got some – Offensive line things they're working on that are different than they had past years. Um, you know, you, you get a guy like Garrett Wilson, and um, you know that's that's your number one guy right now, and that's who Joe Flacco has been looking at. So, is Zach Wilson going to continue to just feature him as that got, that go to guy? And um, we'll see what happens. All right. So Sunday night when you're sitting at home, what is the one thing you want to be most proud of your unit? have what did that day stop the damn run um and once we can stop the run the floodgates can open you know it's uh, it's like sticking a key inside the pandora's box and once that gets open we are in business because i know if we stop the run that makes me that makes them one-dimensional um and you know if we're stopping the run that means we're getting the ball back and hopefully uh, we get some turnovers off of that, and our offense is on short fields. I would love to go back to see every episode and how many times we've talked about you and the defense stopping the run this year. I feel like that is the only thing we ever talk about. 
Yes, <laughs> it is. And it is a, an 11 man job and it's not going away because uh, you look at these teams now, uh, there's great passing in our league, but that is a facade. Um, when you look at running team, running teams and you look at the success they have in playoffs, man, it, it really is an indicator of good football. And if you can make a team completely abandon it, you're having success on Sunday. Well, yeah, and when the weather sucks, you need to run the football. So yeah. if you can't stop it, you're in huge trouble, right? Yeah, and I think in playoff football, you can take a team out of the rhythm if you can run the ball. And rhythm is a lot when you get to the playoffs. Um, matchups are a lot. Uh, and the great equalizer is a run game. Um, you know, I remember I used to hear about back in the old days with the Steelers, uh, I used to call it when um, – the the four minute offense where you know you had your drone bettas and they would call it hide hide in the weenie and it was just like we're just going to continue to just keep moving the ball just a little bit here and there and just keep bleeding you and making sure that you can't take this from us we're just going to hold on to this ball and you know you're going to pay for it yeah that reminds me of a oh five when they beat Peyton Manning and the Colts, right? They got mm -hmm. them out of rhythm. They ran the football. They scored early and just held on. The, held on. So yeah. definitely a way you can win in the playoffs. And hopefully you guys can stop the run this week. Thank you for your breakdown of the game. And Zach Wilson, want to move on to last week's games. You were two and two in your picks. Do you remember your picks? Oh, man. I know the Bills and Dolphins one I got right. You I got know that one Tam right. The Tampa Bay and Green Bay game. I got wrong. I didn't expect got, both offenses to just completely piss down their legs. Like, yeah, <laughs> let's be honest. I mean, like, it was kind of crazy. I don't think anybody expected that game to be in, you know, under 20 on both teams. So, um, what were my other games? You got Ohio Ooh. State right. I, I'm going to give you course. credit on that. We both thought they would blow out Wisconsin. We were talking during yes. that. That was – Yeah. I will say, too, by the way, great uniforms. I thought those were awesome. Um, we only and, pull them uh, out for night games, so you know. yeah, I know. Luckily, Michigan plays at <laughs> noon. Uh, I um, and also the 49ers. You uh, you got the 49ers won by one point. Um, that was a really weird game, man. That that game was strange. I, I don't really know how to break that down. I do though want to talk to you about the Dolphins game. Um, mm -hmm. we talked about the Heat. You told us about yes. Lawrence Timmons throwing up a few years ago. I believe yes. Stephon Diggs did the same thing this year. <laughs> um, the Bills ran 90 offensive plays, Cam. What does that mean for both sides of the ball in that heat? Man, that's how I felt week one. <laughs> and we went into overtime. Oh. And, but playing in Miami, man, like, it, it's tough. Uh, you know, I, I think, especially in September, a one o'clock game, that's, that's sick. Uh you know, and I don't think Miami's doing you any favors. Usually the away team's wearing their dark jerseys. So it's like everything's culminating into you're going to have uh, a cramp during this game. Um, but you got to you got to give uh, the Dolphins credit, um, you know, for what that game was, uh, you know, winning with 39 plays on, on offense for them. I mean, that's kind of unheard of when you look at what the Bills did. Um, clock management was kind of terrible for the bills. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, I think you look at how the half ended was, mm -hmm. was kind of key, um, fumbling the ball and not spiking and then going, settling for just a slant 
at the end of the half instead of just throwing out of bounds and trying to preserve any time you had left. Um, because even if you throw that slant, there's a chance it could get picked off. I would have been if it, I would have just been more uh, careful with that. Um, and then at the end of the game, it just felt like everybody was just beat beat down. There wasn't anything left. Like you usually don't see two quarterbacks <laughs> hugging like that after a game. <laughs> uh, I I feel like Josh Allen was just like, bro, like I'm 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 just gonna take a break right here because I I can't even function right now. Um, so you know, I think the Bills would love to see the Dolphins back in Buffalo next time, uh, or just in December or January because. That is a crazy atmosphere to be a part of in Miami. Lions, Tigers, and tailgates. Oh, my. The college football season is always a great time of year. Besides the jerseys, the face paint, and foam fingers, there's the food. And nothing gets you more fired up for game day than Eckridge smoked sausage. They are naturally hardwood smoked and have the perfect blend of spices. From buffalo sausage dip to sausage chili mac and cheese, Eckridge smoked sausage is a quick way to bring flavor to your tailgate meals. Visit Eckridge.com for easy, one-of-a-kind sausage recipes. Eckridge, you do you. Football season is here, and nothing beats your favorite team live. Not only does Vivid Seats have great NFL ticket prices, they are also the official ticketing partner of ESPN. And with Vivid Seats rewards, when you buy 10 tickets, you get the 11th free. Download the app or visit VividSeats.com today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Receive a reward credit equal to the average price of 10 tickets purchased, excluding taxes, fees, and processing costs. See VividSeats.com slash rewards for terms and conditions. Yeah, I mean, they, everyone just looked exhausted at the end of that game. Yeah. Um, and I love that you mentioned the end of the half and the end of the game. Did you happen to see Ken Dorsey at the end of the game? <laughs> I wish we had more videos of assistant coaches just freaking out up there. Like, that happens a lot more than you think. And, you know, I don't know what he screamed, uh, but it was hilarious. Uh, you know, I know our coaches have done that. And they're, you know, they're like, I've had coaches call me from the phone down. And I'm just like, I'm not paying attention to this. Like, I got a, I got a game to focus on. <laughs> they're, they're, some of them just have, like, some temper tantrums or – like they're trying to explain some stuff that makes no sense at the time. Um, you know, it's just it, like, I'm thinking back to him, like Ken Dorsey was in an air conditioned place, not dealing with the heat, like all these other players. So whoever heard him who was down in the, uh, on the sideline was probably like, bro, I ain't trying to hear this right now. <laughs> no, I mean, that was bad too. And it's like, he was having his temper tantrum. And then I think another coach saw the video. So he, he blocked it. So we didn't get to see mm -hmm. the rest of it, but it's funny, man. The same thing happened uh, with Notre Dame a few weeks ago where they had a coach basically screaming at the quarterback and they showed the camera. And it's, I, I understand they're doing that, but I almost wonder if the NFL will take that away because it makes the coaching staff look nuts. Um, but I thought it was hilarious. I mean, I thought it was awesome. NFL ain't taking that away. Like they love when people just act crazy. They do. They, they, I mean, there's, there's no way you run away from stuff like that. You're like, oh, maybe we need to have more cameras. Like that is a thing. Like I'm pretty sure, ESPN, you're, you're probably thinking about this. You're gonna have a channel dedicated to just looking at the assistants up there. <laughs> you're, you're probably right about that actually, because ESPN's doing all these. Everybody's doing all these crazy broadcasts. Not just ESPN, yes. Amazon. Everybody's doing it. So you're probably right. And honestly. 
I'd put a second TV on it because those reactions are priceless. <laughs> they are. That would be really cool. Um, so you did get to watch this weekend, which I know you normally don't do. Uh, what team impressed you the most this weekend? You assumed I watched. I got away from this. Listen, you got a podcast now, buddy. You better start watching if you don't. Hey, man, I, I respect all teams, but screw them. I, I'm only worried about one team. Um, you know, I, I, I caught the end of the uh, Dallas um, Giants game. Um, and one thing I just was impressed with is just Saquon. Like, dudes battle back through injuries, and I just felt like, man, this dude is finally healthy, and he's going. Um, so, other than that, I ain't worried about that. Like, it, it, it – it's cool to have a podcast to talk about it, right? But my day job is still being a Pittsburgh Steeler. And I'm sorry I'm not running from that. Okay. Um, well, sorry. For the people, the Jags and the Eagles are the two most impressive teams so far right, this past weekend. Both very good wins. Jags dominated on the road, on the West Coast, and I thought um, the Eagles crushed the the commanders, which I thought was awesome. Um, all right. Well, let's look ahead to this week. You got a couple big games. Uh, we're not going to discuss yours. You don't have to give me picks. I'm not going to force you to give me picks this time. Right. But give me some keys to these games because you've played some of these teams and you will play some of them. So let's start off with the Thursday night game. We got mm-hmm. Dolphins and Beg at Bengals. The Bengals are a minus three and a half point favorite. Thanks from our friends at Caesar Sportsbook. Give me some yeah. keys to the game. Uh, the white journey, the white uh, uniforms. Um, yeah. You know that is a big key for the Bengals. Um, you know those are clean. I got to give them props with that. Um, you know, I think a big key is what does uh, the Bengals defense do with the Dolphins? Um, because I think Tua is playing very well. Uh, and, you know, you, hats off to him. I feel like he has command of the offense. Um, the coach is putting in some really good wrinkles. Um, but, you know, you know what the Bengals can do on offense. And you know they can give anybody trouble with that three wide receiver look they got. You know, Taj Boyd, you got Jamar Chase, and you got T. Higgins. I feel like those guys can go out and make big plays week in and week out. Um, How do the Dolphins match that? You know, I think they have really good DBs, but, you know, the game comes down to the Bengals' defense. Yeah, but the Dolphins were on the field defensively for 90 snaps Sunday in the heat. Mm. I have concerns about them holding up. You know how difficult that is to travel on a Thursday night. And yes. to play a really tough opponent too, right? I mean, yes. that's not an easy game. You brought up a great point. Yeah, like coming off of that game and then going straight to a Thursday night game is no fun. And uh, there's not going to be a lot of hitting before then. So we'll see huh. what happens. Um, you know, it, it's going to come down to who executes the best who's and who is able to run the ball the best. Whoever that, That's who's going to win the game. One thing I did want to ask you, did you see Tua on Sunday when he when he got up and then fell down? Do you really think he hurt his back? I don't like the question of somebody's injury. But no, no I think he was hurt. But was it his back? I guess my question was, is the question. Yeah. Uh, unless question. he was saying spinal, I don't think, you know, I don't think he said, I broke my back. Like, I think, like I'm thinking for the most part, uh, I hope I hope he it wasn't concussion because like we've tried to to be more vocal about concussions and making sure players stay healthy. Um, and he's a great talent. You hate to lose a guy like that, but uh, definitely when you saw the play, you're like, nah. I think that's more than just a bag. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you saw that too. All right. Uh, yeah. Next game I want to talk about, really, probably the best game of the weekend, in my opinion. Uh, two mm-hmm. teams that you will play this year Bills right. at Ravens. I do want to ask before you answer this question on the keys minus three and a half point favorite Bills on the road. If you had to pick one to win a game tomorrow, Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson? Who's my defense? That's not that's not part of it. You got to pick one it to win to it. It's such a tough question, I, but I, it is because I feel like both of these dudes are really good players. Like, and they do it in different ways. You know, Josh Allen, I feel like maybe a, a little bit better passer and can throw a deep ball better than anybody in our league. Um, but I think you know Lamar is great with his feet, and he can deliver some really gorgeous passes to Mark Andrews. Um, you know, I think Lamar just gets a bad rap because I think he's just an an athletic quarterback. But I feel like both of these guys can win you a game when you need to win them. Yeah, what's the key to Sunday? Defense, um, because the Bills got the Bills. Uh, their safeties were both out. Their both D linemen were both out. That is going to play a major factor. And I feel like I'm a homer because I'm saying defense, but guys, like when you're missing a lot of a lot of your defensive stars, um, it's hard to you know play a guy like Lamar Jackson with with your starters. Now you're asking them to you know do some things they're not accustomed to. Yeah, I mean it definitely tough and i'm with you it comes down to whoever can get the stop right because both mm-hmm. offenses are going to score a ton of points right um all right final game we got chiefs at bucks now this could be an interesting one because obviously there's terrible weather coming in and we hope everyone is okay in the tampa mm-hmm. area obviously game could get moved chiefs are a two and a half point favorite what are the keys obviously it's a huge quarterback matchup with the bucks struggling a little bit off offense right now bucks are struggling on offense but Man, you got to give flowers to that defense they got. Like, you got Levante David and Devin White flying downhill and Vita Vea literally pushing everybody out of his way and making a lot of havoc happen. Um, you know, that defense, I think, is, is – I hate to say underrated, but, like, those dudes, I'm very – like, you notice them on tape. Like – from top to bottom, they are a well-run oil machine on that defense side of the ball. And you got Tom Brady, so he's going to find a way to win. Um, Chiefs, I feel like the run game is not that good. And, um, you know, if, you know, things don't go the way you want or if you want to sustain a lead, you got to have a good run game. And uh, the defense is just, you know, hit or miss sometimes. And so um, – I'm going to go with the Bucks in this game. Interesting. Uh, I would probably lean Chiefs just because the way they lost last week, man, they're going to be really pissed off. I mean, that was a bad loss. That I thought self-inflicted wounds by them. Um, that really blew that game. Okay, one last thing I want to talk about. Not going to be a game picking. Um, Monday night, you had mentioned you watched the end of it. Sterling Shepard uh, got hurt on a non-contact ACL injury. And I see some players are blaming the, the synthetic turf. You've played on it. What do you think of that? Do you think there's anything to that? Yeah. Um, you know, I think last time we played in the uh, Giant Stadium, uh, we had the same thing. We we lost a couple guys to that too. Uh, to be honest with you, it slides more when you're on s- synthetic turf. Uh, grass, you're able to plant and dig out the grass, so it's like more natural. Um, it It's becoming more and more 
uh, a thing where, you know, some of these fills aren't kept like they should be. And uh, it's not the easiest. Uh, you, you, you always worry about those injuries because non-contact, I mean, as soon as you see a guy not even, um, not even like make contact with somebody else, you're like, oh, shoot, that's an ACL. And it's just it's it's tough to see week in and week out guys play on that field and it's not good. Yeah, you think the 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 union or there might from anybody might be pressure for the owners to try to get grass turf everywhere? Yeah, um, you know, we, I'll tell you guys this: we have a um, we get a survey every week of the field you play on, and so you're supposed to give your recommendations how it felt. Uh, you know, and, you know, through that, we give our, 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 um, what we dealt with and it can be very critical and help. Um, hopefully down the road, we're able to change some of these fields, but, uh, that's money and <laughs> it's going to cost somebody to change those out. Yeah. And obviously it always comes down to that. Um, another change this week, the pro bowl, you see how they, they changed up how they're going to play that going to have a little skills competition and a flag football game. You excited about the change? I'm excited about it. I just got to get to the damn game before I can get excited about it. Um, you know, I think it's really cool that, um, you know, they used to have these games, uh, or competitions, Back in the old days, when my dad was even the Pro Bowl, they used to have uh, the Pro Bowl games, and they would be like um, a bench or, um, you know, hitting the gauntlet through uh, passes and such. Uh, it's cool. Um, I know everybody wants a better game, but I've seen guys get hurt, and they're going into contract years, and sometimes you have to adapt. And I feel like the flag football is a great way to adapt. Um, you know, it's, it's hard for guys to, you know, want to play hard when there's a risk of injury after the season and you hadn't been playing for like two or three weeks. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's going to be cool to see. Uh, I know our boss is in charge, uh, here at Omaha productions, but, uh, you know, looking forward to, um, hopefully I'm too busy and I can't go to the pro bowl, but yeah. yeah. We'll see what happens. You don't think defenders want a more physical Pro Bowl? Like, they, they'd they rather take it easy as well, right? I don't shy away from contact. I'll say that. Like, you know. Even in if, an exhibition game like that, you really want to hit? I'd rather hit than than do the, the lazy, you know, oh, let me stay in front of you and do that. It's usually <laughs> offensive guys talking to us like, bro, like, chill out. Like, I'm trying not to get hurt. Um, you know. I get to more engaged than, you know, than say, hey, you can knock me back. I'm not doing that. Like, uh, I'm not putting bad tape out there. <laughs> wow. I, you know, it, every tape does matter. So I love the competitiveness. Uh, what what would be your ideal skill challenge to do, even if it was like the old ones that we talked about? <sighs> um, definitely not an eating contest. Um <laughs> <laughs> but I think, uh, you know, there's some really cool things we can have. Uh, I, I love doing the dodgeball challenge. Um, I think it's, it's really fun to take part in. Um, I wish we had more challenges, you know, I, me and you used to always play, um, laser tag. So I know I would kill everybody in that. Um, 
you know, my nickname back then was Sunshine. And I would love to just go around shooting all the players, all the old linemen, and just say, you got killed by Sunshine. You cheated in laser tag. You were taller than the barriers and would just shoot over them at us. That's not really <laughs> skill. It's just you're bigger because you were a bigger kid than all of us. It wasn't like I want to make everybody realize you were not some like ninja out there running around like you were not impressive. So, hey, a just, ninja uses everything to their advantage. And I, I mean, but you're not very stealth. You're six foot four and you're just running around shooting people. Also, you took advantage of the younger kids there. There were like eight year olds that you were just dominating. So I don't want to hear it. Um, and, and listen, we could revisit what you're going to do when you make the Pro Bowl. Hopefully you can't plan it uh, because you're somewhere else. But if you do get there, we'll then discuss what event you're going to do. And maybe you'll fly me out there to just hang out with you. Um, we'll, we'll, cool? we'll, have a pot, we'll shoot a pot out there if that happens. Okay, Omaha, I hope they heard that. And yeah, sounds good. All right, people, we're brought to you by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app ever, and honestly, the only one you need. It's not just about the big bonuses and boosts and promos that you get. It's the fact that every time you bet, whether you win or lose, you're earning towards the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Free stays, concert tickets, bonuses, and more. That's because when you download the Caesars Sportsbook app, you become a Caesars Rewards member, and that means perks. Must be 21 or older to gamble. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Let's move on here. College football slate, week five, great week. A bunch of ranked Ooh. opponents playing. Um, you guys are playing uh, nobody. Uh, you got That's Rutgers at home. That's the game that matters because oh, God, they're get in it. Get Everybody's here, watching man. that game, baby. I'm surprised Literally. that's not the night game. No one is watching that game, okay? You're like, watching not it. Even, not watch. even the parents of Ohio State you're, Rutgers players is going to watch this game. You're watching that. It's a joy to see Ohio State play. Enjoy it no, while you can. It's not. It's not. So I'm guessing that you would have Ohio State to cover whatever the spread is against Rutgers, I'm guessing, right? If it's not absurd. I, I, I hate the absurd where it's like, oh, yeah, 52-point spread. Like, come on. I'm not doing that. I mean, it's probably that. I told you last week, though, they, they could have covered 100 against Ohio or uh, Wisconsin. That, that was dominant. I mean, I will say, very impressive. I thought the uniforms were really cool, and uh, they looked really good last week. You had to be pretty happy about that. Yeah, very happy about it. Um, that's what we're supposed to do. Um, Big Ten opponent. Um, you know going into a Wisconsin game, you better stop the run, or they will run all over you. Um, I thought we did a great job stopping the run. Um 
And, you know, we're only going to get healthier. We got to get in the Jigba back. Uh, we got to get a couple other pieces healthy. And when we do that, we'll be clicking on all cylinders. Yeah, okay. And I like that. We'll see. You know, obviously there's a big game looming at the end of November that we could talk about then. Uh, a couple big game, other big games. We're in it. No, it's not. No, it's the defending Big Ted champs will be in it, but that's another conversation. Um, who, by the way, is at Iowa this weekend, and I am scared about that. Very scared. Um, Be scared. Um, okay, but here we go. Alabama at Arkansas. Any chance of an upset? Ooh, probably not. Um, I don't look at this as the game that um, changes it, but, you know, crazier things have happened. And, um, you know, Alabama does have a Heisman winner, so it's going to take a, a hulking effort for it to, to get done. Yeah, I mean, it's it's always tough playing Bama, and I think that they're going to be revved up, especially going mm-hmm. into Arkansas. Uh, NC State at Clemson. I'm picking the upset here. Um, I don't know a lot about NC State, but, like, Clemson's just flirted around with a lot of, like, you know, are they good, are they not? And this is the type of game you better watch out for. Yeah, I mean, they gave up 45 points on the road last week, played a tough game against Wake Forest, so we'll see how they rebound. All right, last one. Your favorite darling, Kentucky, is heading to Ole Miss. I like the upset here big time. Lane Lane Kiffin's going to do his thing. How many times do we say Lane Kiffin's going to do his thing? <laughs> Way more I, than we should. <laughs> I mean, that's fine, but you believe in Kentucky all you want, man. I'm sorry. Ole Miss like, is going to win like that game. I like the quarterback, man. Like, that dude could have left last year and, and – came into the league. So I, I think having good quarterback play in the SEC, it's going to allow you to win a lot of games. And I'm not so, so sold on like an old Miss team. I just think you're going to have to outscore them. And I don't know that Kentucky yes. can do that, but we'll see. I mean, we're, we're going to see. And all right. So just for the record, Ohio state covers, Bama wins, mm-hmm. Clemson loses and yes. Kentucky wins on the road. Yes. All right. We will revisit. I'm a homer week. or anything. Like I just, I gave you, I gave you an upset there. So, yeah, no, you did, and you're listen. You're 500 on your picks this year, so you're you're even. That's all we can ask for. Yeah, ride with me. I hope you win 50 percent of the time. <laughs> yeah, if you want to come out even, just ride with me. I guess. <laughs> right, keep going, buddy. Um, all right, let's 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 switch gears here a little bit. Not just football topics. NBA media day happened earlier this week. A lot of interesting stuff from it. Uh, Anthony Davis though said the Lakers are underdogs. What's up with that? What's up with that? Yeah, you think they are? It's the truth. Uh, you know, you don't make the playoffs last year. Um, and, you know, Anthony Davis being hurt most of the time. Everybody really down on a Westbrook-Beverly uh, thing. And so it's it's hard for me to, like, like I, I'm pulling for the Lakers. I want LeBron to succeed. But, man, the, the Lakers are viewed as, you know – they're not going to be the top dogs this year. Like a lot of people were picking the Clippers over the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you right now, if you've seen the Clippers roster, they are loaded. They have a really good roster, but no team with LeBron James is an underdog or an Anthony Davis. So I I say everybody look at the Clippers roster, but did they win the championship this past year? I mean, they had, they didn't have their best player. Who's back. Still waiting. Did they win? Listen, Okay, would the would the Warriors have won without Steph? Probably not, right? I mean, come on. Like Kawhi's back. That roster's loaded, man. 
They're loaded. They're really good. Mm, I don't know. Listen, I we can know. agree to disagree on that because I'm telling you yes. right now, that team <clears throat> is my favorite to get get to the finals this year, if healthy. If healthy. Favorite? Ugh. Yeah, to, if healthy. It got to be healthy. Oh. If healthy. Oh, man. And a lot of ifs over there, bud. There, there are. We'll see. If they're healthy, they'll be fine. They match up with okay. everybody perfectly. Who matches up with the Warriors? The Clippers do. Look at the roster. Okay. Dude, Kawhi and Paul Whatever George can both play defense. Come on, man. And Norman Powell, they got a good roster over there, man. Really good roster. Um, staying in LA, though, another thing from mm-hmm. Media Day, Westbrook, Russell Westbrook and Pat Bev look to have squashed the beef. How do you think that went? Obviously, they were formal rivals and really didn't like each other. How do you think that them squashing it went? I think it like everybody's your enemy until they're not your enemy. And you you look around the league, um, and the way I look around the league, I don't care for offensive linemen. I don't look to pick them up. You're not my teammate. Like, <laughs> I, I don't really, you know, it's Cam's kindness, but not on Sunday. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I think now when you become teammates with somebody, it's like, okay, now I really see how you are. I, I We're on the same team. You better annoy everybody like you used to annoy me, but I'm going to help you, you know, dominate. And I'm going to help you. Um, I'm going to put you in good situations. Uh, and I feel like both of them together could be a very good defensive matchup for anybody. I mean, very tough matchup for anyone. So um, we'll see what happens going forward, though. Yeah, I think Pat Bev is one of those guys that you absolutely hate his guts when he's on the other team, but he's like your best friend when he's on your team, right? Mm-hmm. Yes hands down actually i want to ask you this name me one guy that you've played with that you would say is like a pat bev like who is that guy that you played with who's like a pat bev in just terms never of what? Like, never stops just ne- talking just a oh man never stops talking just physical <laughs> and you know you know gritty just a gritty guy like vince williams was that guy he talked a whole bunch mm-hmm. of stuff and he made sure everybody know it and I probably would have hated Vince if he was on a different team. But, like, I love Vince to death because when it came down to it, if you met somebody in the hole, he was ready for everything. And mm-hmm. he would literally be talking to himself before the play. And then after the play, he'd still be talking to himself. I don't know how – it's not dirty or anything. But, like, one of the most trolling things Vince ever did was Christmas night when we played uh, the Houston Texans. And <laughs> I don't even know how – Deshaun, uh, uh, not Deshaun, but um, it was Hopkins. It was DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. I'm sorry for butchering that, but I don't even know how DeAndre Hopkins caught the ball. Uh, it was an amazing catch. It's Christmas night, and so he lays on the ground and tries to do a snow angel. And Vince was like, bump that. He goes and lays right next to him just to spoil the camera moment. And so we were like, when you see that moment, it's just like, Vince can be a big troll, and I've always loved that about troll. I've always loved that about Vince. Yeah, that was the exact name I was thinking. As soon as I said tough guy who talks, it was Vince Williams that popped in my head. Very, I'm happy to hear that. That's who it was. Um, all right, one other thing, I, or a couple other things I did see from Media Day. Did you see the picture of Zion Williamson? Zion looks like he's in shape. I'm glad we don't have to see any more of those commercials where he's on the couch 
drinking a Mountain Dew or something, looking like uh, he's gained some weight. But dude put in some work, and you got to respect it. And the whole NBA is probably on notice. <laughs> yeah, they had Dark Horse. That's another roster I really like. You got McCollum. You got uh, Zion. Melvin, Brandon Ingram. Um, they have Valanchunas too, don't they? Right. I mean, it's going to come down to point guard play. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, in this league, you have to have really good point guard play because every team has a really good point guard. So Mm -hmm. that might be their Achilles heel. um, But when you have a guy like Zion, it's going to be fun to watch this year. Yeah, no, I mean, I think I definitely love the roster. And I think a guy like Zion opens everything up for everybody else, too. So when he mm-hmm. starts to play with CJ McCollum and, and Brandon Ingram, and then you add Valanchunas, a couple other guys too. I mean, I, I really do like what they have there. And if he, he looked really good. He looked like he really trimmed down this summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't know what it was, whether it was eating better or, you know, conditioning better. Um, you know, I think it was always funny to me how it was, you know, Zion walks weird. And so we had to pre-teach him how to walk. Like, come on, this dude can literally jump out of the gym and we're worried about how he walks. Um. <laughs> and I agree. It'll be fun to watch him play again this year. All right. So I'm going to test you a little bit here. We're going to do a little mm-hmm. over under wind projections. Um, these are provided by Caesar Sportsbook. All right. We're going to do Eastern Conference version. I'm going to give you a couple teams. I'm going to give you mm-hmm. their over under. And you tell me if they're going to go over or under than those, that in wins. Okay. Yep. All right. The Celtics, 53 and a half. Over. Over. Okay. I like Remember. the addition of a Malcolm Brogdon. I think that really helps solidify them at the point guard spot. Um, and, you know, you are still able to keep your main core. So we'll see what's going happen- what happens going forward. You're going to say yes to all of these, but let's just keep going. Um, Bucks, 52 and a half. Over. Giannis, baby. Giannis. Giannis. I like that roster, too. I like the roster. Yeah. Middleton, Holiday, they're good. They're a good team. I agree with that one. Um, 76ers, 50 and a half. Under. Oh, you finally did it. Good job. I had to Happy give you man. one. Look at you. I had to give you Look one. Look at you step it up. Look at you step it up. <laughs> I, I do think James Harden is going to be killing it this year, though. They said he lost a bunch of weight. Um, but um, not crazy about their roster, though. Yeah, that's another guy we should give credit to. He looked really good, and I think he even mm-hmm. joked like he lost 100 pounds. So, like, good yeah. for James Harden. Happy to see he's good, and hopefully he gets back to the MVP level. All right, so they're mm-hmm. under. This is a tough one here. Nets, 49 yeah. and a half. Under. Really? Yeah. They won 44 I'm just hoping it doesn't work year. out so the Lakers can get Kyrie next year. Well, okay. They won 44 games last year, I think, and Kyrie didn't play half of them. I, I think that one goes over. I really do. Probably. Like, it's over, but I was just saying under to be very dramatic and hope for the worst so my team can wind up the best. Okay. Uh, that's fine. Kyrie, if you're listening, please go to L.A. next year for Cam. Um, and then final one, I think this might be the toughest one because they got a new addition too. Cavs, 47 and a half. Ooh, man. It's going to be a dog fight in the East this year because this team is young. They have a lot of good pieces already. And then you bring in a guy like Donovan Mitchell. Um, 
what, what, oh man, uh, this it, is here, tough. If this helps, if this helps, they won 44 games last year. Okay. I'll, so, I'll take the over. I'll take the over because I feel like Diamond Mitchell gets you at least four more games. So let me ask you this. Are they going to be better than the Nets, you think? I, I honestly think they have a better chance to be because really? they have a lot of length. They can shoot very well. Um, and they're young. And so, you know, the only thing is Donovan Mitchell, <clears throat> he's a he's a shooter that shoots that shoots in bunches. And so he can catch fire or he can get cold. And with that type of team, you gotta you gotta be on a little bit more. You gotta be more um, your field goal percentage needs to go up in this type of offense with them. My only fear with them is the backcourt defensively. I worry about Garland and Mitchell together. Um, I just feel like that's that's something that could be taken advantage of. But they do have good size with Mobley and Jared Allen. Love Karis yeah. LeVert, obviously. And Kevin Love's still there, man. So would love yeah. to see Kevin Love make another run. <laughs> if this if Kevin Love winds up winning a, another championship without LeBron, that would be really cool to see. Yeah, I'd be happy. I'd be happy for for Kevin Love. But I, thank you for giving us your over unders. I'm I'm glad that you're kind of moving into this. You're you're. I feel like you've never done this before. So we want to thank Caesar Sportsbook too for giving us those over unders. So thanks. Yeah, thanks Caesars. Um, you know, everybody's helped me along the way. Whether it's Caesars Sportsbook, you know, or we got our road mics. Everybody's given us a little bit of love. Uh, gotta appreciate it. But that's how we do it on not just football podcast. Hayden, how you think we did today? Uh, I think we did good. You know, I think we covered a lot. Obviously, you had to talk about the loss a little bit. And uh, it was cool to hear about Cam's kindness. And I'm really proud of everything you do, man. I, it's it's awesome. And you're awesome. So great job, man. Oh, that's like the first nice thing you've ever said to me. That's harsh. Come on now. Come <laughs> I'm on kidding. Now. I'm Come kidding. Come on now. But guys, I want to say thank you for listening and tuning in to our show. Uh, we'll see you next time. We got more Cam's kindness on the way. And I'm praying for a win on Sunday. Hopefully our Steelers fans are too. So see you next time. And thank you for taking in the Not Just Football Podcast.